They, um, we had to watch my do- my parents' dog. They were up north for the week, and I don't because it's family, family on vacation. I'm, I just no, it doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> Vacations away from you guys, right? So I watched my parents' dog because they can't bring up dogs to the resort. What kind of dog do they have? Oh, it's a minpin. It's an annoying little miniature Doberman. So it's oh, happy dog. Kind of like corgis. Yeah, just anything. A leaf on the ground. And so it's all week of that. And then you could just see my Thor Loki's face like, please, get out. Please, can she go? She gets up at 6 a.m. for God's sake. Just get that look at her. It just gives you that look of just like, you can end it now. I'm so good. They, she left Friday afternoon and they have not gone off the couch for other than going to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't want to deal. Because oh usually Loki will like you know bark at people or be interested. Now he's just like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's why I like boxers. They have such silly personalities. You know, it's like all right, Loki, time to, time for the bath, and they do like it does not count even if you're not looking at me. <laughs> not looking Still at you. <laughs> what? It's time for a bath. Right I don't exist. If I don't look at you, I don't exist. Loki, it's time for bath. Because I just feel like it should be a natural thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is natural to be like, and welcome to Bad at Love. Is that right? It is. <laughs> Come on down. You should have an <laughs> orchestra over there. That's you should have a live orchestra. Like, a, like Jenny Carson. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be funny. If we ever get super fancy, I want that. Okay. <laughs> I want that. I want to have a live, like, Bam. string quartet. Yes, you should totally have whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> And then they will make a theme song for us, mm-hmm. for each of us. Mm-hmm. And then they'll play that. Yeah, like I want my own intro music. It's kind of like one of those, not even yeah. just intro music. I'm talking about like those musicals where like there's that resounding, like every time they get together, there's that certain sure. music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want that, but for a podcast. Okay. Well, you, you know who's really that. good at it? What was his name? Uh, Craig Ferguson. He oh, was really good yeah. at it. I miss Craig. <laughs> I, told, uh, I forgot about him. He's a, he hasn't been around for three years now. Yeah, because they yeah. short-sticked him, so he's like, I quit. Yeah. So they paid him less, and they tell him his hours are changing and all that stuff, so the heck with it. And that's the James Corden show, isn't it? Yep, James Corden. Yeah, Corn. of course, get a... But Craig was, it was kind of hard to watch the first two years, because he was so, this is the structure of right, how we do exactly. it. And then the day his dad died, oh, if you read his book, the day his dad died, his dad's belief is just to, you know, listen to people and do whatever the hell you want. Right. Do it the... Why don't you do it this way? Just listen to Vice, and then do, and then eventually, when he just started doing it, the hell, you know, yeah. that's why he always that signature. Here's the question: Yes, yes, the hell with that. Just, <laughs> it is what it is. Smart. We're gonna do it this way. Good for him. Because yeah. then the show took off. It did. It did. The that's best one was when he wasn't ready for the show to start, and his back was turned. Oh, he goes, I had to get this good puppet idea, and he's like, just hold on, um, act like my second wife, and pretend I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to get right into the question then. So my okay. question for this week is I was going to ask if there was one movie that you could like, that's where you would live, like that setting. Yeah. What movie would it be? Mind you, yeah. like, it can't just be whatever's in the movie. Like you had to look like the, the right, aftermath Right, just setting the, the world. So you'd be like, yeah, The Matrix. Okay, well. Look that doesn't that. really count, right? <laughs> yeah. That'd be, re- that'd be a good question. It is really a good question. Gosh. <laughs> Because I don't want to, I, I want to do something fantastic, but that there's you figure about the elements in danger. Wow, um, I don't want to live in Gotham City. <laughs> Are you sure? Because you could 
you wouldn't necessarily become a hero, but you could definitely become a crazy villain. Right. You don't. Totally. I mean, you could. You take the city bus. So you don't know that's going to blow up. Exactly. <laughs> take the train. I mean, forget about it. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, you could get boring, I suppose. Just be like, I guess I'll be in that romantic whatever comedy where Don't nothing happens. It. You could. Jesus, why did you do that to me? I wasn't ready. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is yeah. Nick. Do you want to introduce yeah. yourself while you think and stuff, and we can talk about who oh, sure. you are yeah. and what yeah. your podcast is about? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Nick. I'm the uh, host and founder of the St. Paul Filmcast. Whoop. Thank you, and thanks for having me. I, you know, I'm a big thanks fan of you guys, us. so I always oh, listen. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, in our uh, the podcast St. Paul Filmcast, we invite filmmakers to come on our show. So, actors, directors, writers. Uh, cinematographers and they talk about the projects and all stuff so I kind of provide a platform for them to promote their works nice. yeah and hopefully I learn more about film than <laughs> just just watching right I always so. like every episode because sometimes it's like a breakdown of a movie and sometimes it's more just talking about whatever in general about the film about sure. it's always different every time mm-hmm. right. it's never the same it's just about the same topic but yeah different yeah I think I think people I like to there's a danger of pull away the curtain and the magic of movies gets eroded. But I think you learn so much more how it gets made. It's much more fascinating. Mm. And some things aren't, you know, well, we just learned on the fly to do that. Or just right. we I met complete strangers and you work side by side for a week and all of a sudden we're the best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I would hope, yeah. Yeah. But now you're not getting away from the questions. Yeah. So what's movie? <laughs> I would, I would, let's do the, the J.R. Tolkien. Uh, let's oh. do Middle Earth. That'd be fascinating. After Sauron's dead, I assume. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing I don't like about it, there's no indoor plumbing anywhere. True that. Yes. <laughs> but you don't know that because they don't show that in, I, in any That's of the true. films. Nobody, nobody poops in there. So. <laughs> right. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe there is no pooping in, uh, in Middle Earth. It could be. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like at some point you're going to shit your pants. <laughs> because of what's happening in middle earth that's very true that's you know very true I mean? okay and there's no there's no washing machines so you can everything that's true everything's by hand yeah yeah but you don't have to do it like your wife would do it for you oh boy she would probably stand by yeah. and supervise me doing it yeah probably yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. and i assume that you yeah because yeah. humans how long do they live in middle earth again are they do they last longer or is it no just, elves do yeah. Elves, elves dude, do. I knew that, but well, the reason why Aragorn... Yeah, but... Aragorn was half-elf, is that right? How would he so. live to forever? I believe so. The book is much different from the movies. Yeah. I can only concentrate on the movie aspect, but yeah. Well, the extended version, actually, he tells his age to Eowyn, where he's like, I'm like 150, yo. Right, there's really? Like, I didn't know he was half-elf. There's yeah. something in his lineage mm. that like allowed him to live a lot longer. Okay. And I apologize for all the Tolkien fans, but I believe elves when they get older get more younger and beautiful. Yeah. Probably. So when they age, it's like reverse aging. Sure. Creepy. <laughs> See, but yeah. then again, no, because what's her face's dad, which Alan? was also the villain of the Matrix. Um, <laughs> he was old. Person. He didn't turn young. No, it's just some of that. But yeah. then again, you know, Legolas. There you go, Mallory. That's all I really wanted to hear. That's right. She loves Legolas. (laughs) She's loved Legolas. There's a a great episode of that TV show, Extras, Mm -hmm. with Freaky Gervais. Yes! And it was a great premise of, you know, extras are just people who play scenery in movies. Mm -hmm. And he was one of those professional. But the episode where Orlando Bloom comes and does his movie, (laughs) and the one girl who's an extra has no feelings for Orlando, and he gets personally upset about it. Did we talk about that on your episode? I think so. I think we did. Did we really? Yes. (laughs) 
Because I bring up Orlando Bloom a lot, well, yeah, I guess. She loves him. <laughs> Actually, she loves Legolas. I do. I do. Not Orlando Bloom. I mean, no. I mean, he's married to Katy Perry. Now, he's too. not married to Katy Perry. I know. We, Wait, it's hard to like. They're not. They're engaged. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, get it right. You still have time. Not like me, whose time is over because they just got married. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sadness. Write him a letter. I'm sure he doesn't get that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he very definitely doesn't, especially if I were to put my hair in it or something. Dear Legolas, these are the tears I'm shedding because I found out you have now been engaged to Katy Perry. But it is like a vile. But then I put that into like Eowyn's necklace and they can be like, it's my forever. Like I'm giving oh, you. No, Mallory, cute. write it in Elvish because you know how to write in Elvish. <laughs> I'm sure he never got that either. Nick, I'm not lying. She writes it. She has journals that she's written. In I did when I was in Well, that's good code for nobody to be able to read it. Part of the reason why we started sure, doing it. Like, we'll say that. <laughs> and it was. There was girls that would steal my notes when I was in mm-hmm. high school. And so me and my friends started, like, I was like, well, I know Elvish. I'll teach you Elvish. And so, like, we would write. Yes, right. but that doesn't. But that's not how it started. It, right. That's not how it started. But the notebooks that you have in Elvish are not these notes that you wrote. Yeah. Well, I think okay. you guys, we learned, you, you know, there's always two answers the artistic version and the reality you know when somebody asks you what's the inspiration for the movie you have to give an autistic but sometimes reality is, is i just yeah. Yeah, yeah to be fair i can only write my name now like i don't Aww, remember oh you've else. lost your elvish skills no sorry can't put it on my resume anymore bummer where would you live uh i'd live in any nora efron movie really oh yeah why not like what's that one with diane keaton in her fancy house in um yeah. napa or whatever Mm. Yeah. yeah, any one of those. Name one. Name a Diane Keaton terrible movie, Nora Ephron movie. That'd be in it. Like, is that the one that had? Um, I'm trying to think here. Is that the one where it would be it, the one with Alec something... Baldwin and Steve Martin? Oh, okay. okay. I, for some reason, I was thinking of one where um, Nicholas. Originally, I was going to say Twelve Years a Slave, but I figured. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, Actually, since it has to be not just in the physical setting of it, but also the whole entire movie, Django Unchained. Oh, but, my. But, you know, whatever. Um, oh, my. <laughs> we live different lives. While she's looking that up, what would be hmm. your answer? Oh, for my answer. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I was trying to think. Honestly, it would probably, I, I can't think of which one it would be, but I probably, as much as I don't always like musicals, probably a musical because of the fact that everything has to turn out well all the time. Like, it's kind of yeah. like you, you have to. Song, it's almost like they spin it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, nothing too tragic would happen. That is not actually a surprise. That is not a surprise. That I would choose a musical? Because I not feel like it would just, logically speaking, it would work out well. <laughs> because I wouldn't you- mind living in there in the movie Rocket Man. You just bust out and, you know. Songs. There you go, right? <laughs> See? And you live in a mansion and you have I mean, a, yeah. maybe it would be hell. Maybe it would be because I don't like musicals that much. Maybe uh, all of a sudden, actually, I'd be like, this is my personal hell. Everyone keeps singing, singing to get over their problems. I'd be like, that's not how it works. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but you could wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee, look out the window, and there's a parade of a dance line of chorus going on. Yeah, and maybe like, it would be too Disney-esque and the birds would be like, ha, 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 ha. And I'd be like, ah! <laughs> just can't get away from it, slamming doors left and right. Yeah, pretty much. Either way, it works out because based on your love of Korean dramedies oh, that's and true. the fact that you love the endings of them and you like everybody that's being okay true. at the end, it's sure. not surprising just... that you want to be in a musical. It'd be, it's complicated. It'd be that 
That's the title of your show. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of the other one. Is this the same? Uh, the Something's got to give. Something's got to give yeah. is the one I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Or she only collects, like, what, white stones? Yeah. I can't do that one because she cries too much and she really irritates me. <laughs> when, when she, she cries, gets, it's funny, though. When she gets broken up, she's like, ha, 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 ha. And then five minutes later, ha, 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 ha. I can't <laughs> then deal. She's, then she's typing. And yeah. She's like, and she's, <laughs> I can't deal with that part, but. Yeah, I could do, no. it's complicated. Because look at the beautiful home that they live in, and then she's getting her extension made. Right, like, right. Yeah. Totally fine. Although, yeah. notice how all of us enjoy, like, some superhero movies, all that, and none of us were like, let's get into those Why universes. do I want to be in a superhero movie? What <laughs> no. am I going to say? Infinity War or Endgame? And I don't want to no. be in a we- like in a Western. No, uh, I would not. I don't like Westerns anyway. It takes, like, what, 20 minutes to get dressed? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or nor did any of for us. For a man, even. For <laughs> any of us longer. didn't say that we'd yeah. want to be in some kind of period piece. Nope. No. Like the heiress, because no. you saw how long it took for her to get dressed. And okay. you got to wear that, all the restrictions and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, to be fair, too, for you, going to any period pieces. Exactly. Well, I, could, I wouldn't be in it, so it wouldn't matter. Except for Gone with the Wind, those two parts. <laughs> so, you're trying to say you don't want to be in the help? No. <laughs> I would like to be in the help, but I'd like to be Octavia Spencer making that shit pie. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fine. Sorry. We'll survive. Well, let's get into it. Okay. So we watched The Heiress. I had yeah. never seen it before. You two had seen it before? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. The ni- This is the 1949 movie, yes. The Heiress, with Olivia de Havilland. Yes. William Wilder film. He's very celebrated. Yes. You, if you love film, you have to know William Wilder. Yes. Yeah. And um, I saw The Heiress, I want to say, like, during Breakup with White 2. No offense, Nick. Um <laughs> If you listen to the show, I can't ever remember my ex's names, and I had given them code names, and I can't remember them. You code names, right, yeah. You didn't write them down in Elton. She, she I, gave them. I didn't. I didn't. I should have. I would remember them if I had done that. Instead, she was like, let's give them two I names. gave them two super Nordic names, and I can't distinguish between the two, so okay. now I just call them white one and white two. Yeah. But also, to me, it's white, not white. So white Game of Thrones white. Okay. And not like white the color. So I I understand. You know what I mean. Yes, I do. You get it. I do. I do. Okay. I do. She doesn't, but you do. It's fine. Yeah. She always changes it when I write it down in the when we write our when I write our show notes out. She changes the spelling back to white instead of white. I did it one time, but that's but the other times time. I didn't. Yeah. So you know now we have multiple ways of spelling white. It's fine. That's cool. If you have multiple ways of saying white, it's great. Language is fluid. That's right. Everything you just put cracker if you wanted to. I didn't, I didn't do that. But white <laughs> made sense. <laughs> anyway. Because they're white. Anyway, never mind. Okay. I forgot what I was saying. You're going to talk about them. Oh, it. the yeah, heiress yeah. was when I, and I related to it so much because I was like, this movie is so great because I totally get who she is. And I just was like, she's so cute. And I'm socially awkward too sometimes when it comes to stuff. And, you know, the end was awesome. So yeah, I got, it was pretty, I really enjoyed it. And I do like watching older films from time to time anyway. So this was kind of a cool one to watch. And I knew that Mallory would probably like it a lot more than the movies I make her watch, which are like (laughs) sexist 80s films. 
so it was between the heiress and um, Valley Girl, and so we ended up with the heiress. It's a little more classical. Yeah. 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 And which I don't mind either. I, as someone who just saw the film for the first time, mm-hmm. I do have to say, with a very small film background of. Mm-hmm. They don't make movies like this anymore. No. I feel like if they would have made this film again, they would have shown his side a lot more. Yeah. And it but was they saying didn't something. They make f- it in the 90s, did they? Washington Square with Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Which is I a little mean, it more. It was damn good. Like, you, yeah. like, the way that he acted it, you wouldn't necessarily know all the time. Like, I could see someone watching it and questioning and being like, but did he? Like, you know, until mm-hmm. that moment. Because it was, it was just really well done. So what did you think about it since Nick and I have already seen it yeah. a number of times? This is your first time seeing it. Right. What was your experience of it? They're very different from what you're used to. I've seen some films similar, like black and white and stuff, were really done well. I can see now why it was done well, as you mentioned before, by whom did it. Yeah. I meant the story right, of it. Right, the story of it. I've, I, I mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. They've done it before. But I feel like they would have made the movie a happy ending. Sure. Now. Nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. So watching it and being like, oh, this is what's happening. So when she met up with him again, and I was like, is he going to give another excuse? Because she, I'm, I didn't, that's the part that I didn't fully understand. Because they were like, oh, she's very plain. And she's there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's pretty. I don't yep. know what you're talking about. Like, she's fine. <laughs> she yeah. just doesn't have makeup on. <laughs> right. Right. <She> yeah. <laughs> And then, and there were quite a few times when the father would have, it's, yeah, standing speeches. Yeah. Yes, and he would just say stuff. When, when, like she wore that beautiful dress. Oh, and he's like, oh, it's it's red, and he's like, yes, your mother, your mother wore. wore she dominated. I wrote with it down. With her skin tone yeah. was so much nicer. And she then dominated walking. the color, yes. and she's like, womp, womp. <laughs> right. I was like, ouch. So they kind of hard sell it hard to how Olivia de Havilland's character Catherine is pretty less than plain looking and she's awkward Mm -hmm. nobody would really ever approach her she's trying to almost probably live this secluded life and she's probably settled down to this is what's going to happen and I think the dance when they go to the show right shows demonstration she's always behind her mom right or she's always cowering Mm -hmm. when you see Olivia de Havilland's character and then Montgomery Cliff comes in which is really weird because he's really short, but they wanted to exaggerate his height, so they made right. his hair bigger. Right. <laughs> right. That he had a bump curl, okay, guys? And I know brown <laughs> folks will understand what I mean, but they use a serious, like, hot iron curling iron where they put that shit in the fire and bumper curled that stuff so that it was Yes, because like, it's not only, it was not only used because of its... His shorter height, but he's actually that was a fashion yes. of eighteen. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be seventeen eighty, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it starts off with a hundred years it's ago. Very funny and I was like, from, like when? from when? Right. right. <laughs> so it's based on the book called Washington Square, right. Which and was it was written um, in eighteen eighty. The book was ri- written in eighteen eighty. In the beginning of the book, it says a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't. know, You've been from New York. Where is Washington Square? Washington Square is by NYU. So you okay. know where that arch. Where they always show the arch in oh, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like they show it in Friends and they show it in some other shows. That's where that is. So you, you literally, it's just in that area. You can 
I believe 16 Washington Square obviously is an actual address. Okay. And so those buildings are still there. Those row houses are still there. You can, I think most of them are owned by NYU probably at this point in time. But So in the early days of America, that's where the, kind of the aristocratic people sure. lived, right? Well, some of them did, but I thought, think just thinking about like, not Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice times. They were all living like on the Upper East Side or a little bit more okay. in that part of like beyond Central Park. Okay. So... Figure, rich people live wherever the hell they want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Their home was immaculate and beautiful and yeah. full of antiques and, and beautiful things. And, and he's a rich doctor. Her dad was a rich doctor. So, you know. Which was hilarious to me that he just listened to himself with his stethoscope. Yeah. Like, I'm dying. Wait, <laughs> right? let me, let me you're a good doctor. myself yeah. and figure it out with my stethoscope. I have XYZ disease. I'm going to be in three days needing this and that and the other. I was like, all right. <laughs> On the fifth day, this is what's going to happen. And therefore, don't do anything else. Then I'm dead. It's very funny to me that he <laughs> figured out his own illness and diagnosed himself. I mean, I'm sure he had all the other symptoms, but it's just funny that the only thing they show you on there is just him listening a little bit to his, his lungs, and then he just comes out. And just, I have a row. And so now I'm dying. <laughs> okay, dude, like, what can we do? No, you can't do anything. It's too far gone. <laughs> oh. And it has a weird house where the house is very much... Condensed. It's, really it's a narrow row house. Yeah, and it's a narrow house, but that's the fashion because you know you had limited space. Mm-hmm. So he had like three stories, sure. but it was always very linear. Yes, not very wide. They're but not it, very wide, but that's. But it was typical. also beautiful, I yeah. think, because of the fact that when he ended up not showing up like he said he would. I mean, that yeah. was the true moment when you were really like, oh, yep, nope, he is more interested in the money. Did you actually think he would show up? No. There wasn't a part of me that that thought that, but I'm a cynical bitch. Yeah, I know. That's (laughs) why I was like, wait a minute. If you believed he was actually going to show up, we have a real problem. I would have been shocked had he. I thought that, I'm like, there's two ways this will go. Either he's going to show up and then he's going to be like, forcing her to do other things mm-hmm. or he's just not going to show up at all. Yeah, it's like there's only two ways sports movies can go. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're going to win the championship or they're yeah. Yeah, or it's just whatever movie. But, but we still win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that shot of after yeah. he didn't show up and she's carrying mm-hmm. up her bags, walking up all those yeah. stairs. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's why the narrow worked because mm-hmm. like, it really did bring about that that tone of Oh, and you yeah. saw her physically change from this young, naive. How old was she? I'm, what do you think? Olivia? She said 20. Olivia, the actress in the Not movie? Not the actress, but the actual character. The character, Kathleen? I think yeah, she's just... Catherine. Yeah, she's like 19 or 20. Because she said... I, Which know, is like old. For 20 years. If you don't right. have somebody by that time... Right. Exactly. Okay. You're a spencer, so we'd be really far gone at this point. Oh, I'm a thornback, I've learned. <laughs> what's a, a thornback? Thorn so yeah, what's apparently, a, this look is at a... Nick, yeah, you look can at her. This is a... Pa- show. Yes, you're allowed to swear. Uh, please do, liberally. Um, <laughs> they're... Yeah. <laughs> so this is a slander? So no, it's uh. not. Well, I don't think it's a slander. It's just like depending on how old you are, I think it's after 30 and you're not married, you are considered a thornback. What does that mean? I don't know 100%. Where did you hear this? Um, on Twitter and then I looked it up. And I was like, this is the awesomest <laughs> thing ever because it sounds like I'm a dragon. It's a fish. Of course, so you feel like you sound like uh, you're a dragon. So we can just thornback. Ba, 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 ba. 
Googling time is happening. Thornback lived whenever she wanted and did whatever she liked with all her time and money, and she may have had a few ba- few cats. The name so. for unmarried and over 26. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's weird. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> Thornbacks over spinsters. Yes. Sold. Okay. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I don't know where it came from necessarily. Yeah, mm. but th- it feels derogatory. It does. Thornback? Yeah, it's almost like it just he means stands that you're off. Untouchable. That yeah, means like they if don't want to. Someone touches your back, they are going to get thorns in them. Almost like yeah, you're I'm not okay a... with that too. Well, I get it. <laughs> don't touch me. Like, <laughs> sure. Fine, but what I'm saying yeah. is, it just doesn't sound pleasant. I Spencer doesn't either. So you had in that time of eight, 1780. If by 20 back. or 19, yeah. nobody's interested. It's pretty much you're gonna. You're s- done. You're done. Yeah. You're Which done. then two different things. The first thing is then how old was she when he came back? Figure maybe 25? five years. Okay. Yeah. Because then the next question is: This was almost unheard of then for her to have been an heir, heiress. heiress. Um, to all of this fortune and for her to just be like, and I'm living out my days. I mean, I know that Jane Austen did so, but that was yeah. like, but, I mean, she didn't have any she money. She came into money because She of, may not live out her days alone. There might be some man that comes along down the line that is like, hey, you know, and she might be like, yeah, whatever. But I don't believe so because now she has been molded and created to be this horrible hardened person where she's not going <laughs> to let love in at all anymore and so she's probably just going to be a crone but i just mean though in the sense that it's unheard of in general to be considered an heiress at that time to be like you are now taking all of our money not necessarily really i didn't know for those times and ages it was just looked down it's upon. unheard of for you not to be married okay yeah that's yeah. i think that's the key i mm-hmm. think that's the marker the whole crux of this right is she's not buried she's not and married Right. Yeah, because it's a, a dude that wrote this. It's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is funny because that ending when he's pounding on the door, just like please, and I'm like, oh wow, you're in trouble. <laughs> like you, clearly... you owe debts in California, bro. If you're sitting up here, like please let me in, let me in, let me in. I mean, I legitimately thought that he was just going to take the rubies and go. I thought that was her well, knowing and... he wasn't going to come back she... again. Being like, I mean. In my yeah. thoughts, I was like, oh, well, he could take those and he could pawn them and yep. do whatever he That's needs what to I do on was... his next adventure. But I mean, now you figure it's been about, a, it's been five years. He's probably still been not doing anything and just trying to live off of people and live off of his good looks and whatever else. I'm sure they're going to fade at a certain point in time. He knew that she loved him. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she said he got greedy. Yep. He wants my love, not just my money. Right. So, I think everybody can different. Um, interpret it differently, but obviously he's a taker. Yes. He's not really much of a giver. No. And it's constantly, even when he's courting her, it's a little bit like, I don't really care about you. It's just mm-hmm. bend, bend to me almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there were red flags everywhere when he's like, well, you, you are going <laughs> to... Flying on the plane. <laughs> you are, you are going to like tell your dad though, right? You are, you are going to make sure that you write this note, right? You are going to... And he's going to tell you that I'm mercenary. But you're going to fight, right? You're going to say that. You're going to promise we're going to get married no matter what, right? You're going to fight for us because we love each other. Remember that. Remember that no matter what he says about me. I'm, we love each other and look at my handsome face. <laughs> We've been together for 24 hours. That's right. It's yeah. love. That was less than for Romeo and Juliet, though. For sure. Absolutely. True. And, and they did love each other. They did. And look what happened. I mean, look yeah. sad. <laughs> but there's another aspect of the reason why I was going to bring up Romeo and Juliet. There's an aspect of adults 
not really nurturing their kids, mm. being safeguarded. Because yeah. if the, you know, everybody talks about Romeo and Juliet being a tragedy, but if you look at it, the parents do not give a crap mm. about their kids. No. And I think you, you, you kind of focus on the dad for her. He really just cares about his money, not so much her. Well, I also yeah. think that the dad does not love her because he blames her for the wife's death because she died in childbirth once yeah. again, a la many Game of Thrones characters and different things like that. So he blames her for that. And also then she came out as this like wonky, unpretty thing that has no personality. She is socially awkward, doesn't know how to deal, be around people, which I found interesting because honestly, I would be pretty much the same way if I was her because if I don't know you, I'm not going to talk to you about a bunch of stuff. I know that you have to do that right. because that's what women are supposed to do. Right. But you might want to get to know people. When she was talking to her aunt, she was perfectly fine. Yeah. She never had a moment when she was talking to the maid, Mariah. She was Mariah. She was perfectly fine. Yeah. Even when she finally got a little bit more comfortable with Morris, she was perfectly fine. So it just takes her a minute to warm up. But her dad just had such disdain for her. Because she took away the one most beautiful thing in his life. That he was just like, look, I don't want anything to do with you. You're worth X amount of money. And for him, it was more about the status of it and the stature than yeah. anything else. At so that why point. do you think that he ended up, if he cared about his money and stuff, why do you think that he gave it to her in the end instead of when she was pressing him? Mm-hmm. You know, when well, she's like, hey, fine, she called his bluff because she knew he wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do it. Right. She knew he wouldn't do it because he was just using it as a tool to kind of be as a test like okay well if you don't i'm gonna you know throw that carrot out and then i'm gonna dangle it and i'm gonna take it back you know morris is a weak human and he fell for it yeah especially with money that's as always said uses as a as a yeah as a crutch like uh, bend behaviors mm-hmm. bend attitudes to me because if you don't you don't get this money well the two back to what you were saying about just being about money it kind of was because for um, for Catherine, it was more like, well, she has 10000 and then when I die, she's going to have twice as much. And it seemed to be just all about the money that she was worth. and that. Uh, but, of course, that was what it was like back in those times where, yeah. you know, women had these dowries or had these this lineage of, of money, of legacy, and that's how people would, that's how they would intermarry with each other. You know, that's how all of the rich people continue to stay rich because they all married within that whole strata. And so she wanted to marry this poor dude. And he's like, yeah, I feel like it's also kind of sad when the sister came over. And she's like, I mean, like he's fine. He's a, and he's like, he's not helping he's a you. He's piece of shit. <laughs> he didn't help you with the kids. He didn't help you with your, and yet no. he's okay. Like, and she just whomp over her head too, apparently. I don't think so. I think she knew. And she's just trying to marry him off. Well, if he's going to marry a rich girl, obviously, right? And a rich, pretty girl, double bonus. And then she realized, oh, not so much. He's clearly marrying for money. <laughs> for money. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I was just watching um, season two of Game of Thrones with my mom that I got her. <laughs> I, got her I got her hooked on it. And it, this is the time when, like, Rob Stark had to be promised to marry one of Walder Frey's kids. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You might know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I read it. Um, Not only I read it, yeah. So he was supposed to marry one of these chicks, and they're all not attractive women. And he was like, I guess I'll do what I have to do. And then he meets this beautiful woman, and he ends up marrying her. And then, you know, the red wedding occurs as a result. But that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, you know, are they cute? It was always like, are they good looking? (laughs) 
She's like, no, oh, crap. <laughs> Your pick of the women is still not as great. And so, okay. therefore, you're just going to have to deal with it. But I think if you get, like, a pretty person and also she has a large inheritance, double bonus win. Double bonus. You can yeah. easily, I guess, love a pretty person and not an ugly person. Oh, well, because one of the first things that I thought of because uh, was, like, Kate and Leopold when oh, the <laughs> chick that, like – was very rich and he had to marry for rich and I, mean, yeah. I actually think that that was that's the worst movie ever it's not like the greatest but it reminded me of her because I'm trying to yeah. think of her name too I Meg Ryan her name. not Meg Ryan the one that he was supposed to try oh, to oh Hugh Jackson's she's supposed to marry she's a comedian I can't do it she's in Last Man Standing she's she used to be on John Oliver show or not John Oliver I'm Laura sorry uh, John Stewart <laughs> But I think about that where it's just like she had a ton of money, but she's ugly. So clearly, why would I want her? Who mm-hmm. knows what her personality was like? There's right. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of Sabrina, except it's a reverse scenario where right. If he's rich and she's the daughter right, of right. the she's chauffeur, kind of like whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it's like she's freaking gorgeous and amazing, and Natasha she goes to Leon Paris. Is who you're talking about? She's not ugly. No. That's not who you're talking Mm-mm, about? No. Okay. no you no, should no. probably Google it. GTS. <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah. She was in that movie? <laughs> what was she in there? Girl, probably a best friend. That's usually how it works. It's been a long time since I watched it. I only saw that movie one time, and I'll never see it again. Well, that was Hugh Jackman's first movie. Was it really? His first American movie. Kristen oh. Shaw. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was okay. supposed to be the ugly. She's down at the bottom of the IMDb page. But I remember her. But she was supposed to be the ugly, which, like, I'd never fully understood. But, well, yeah. She, she's, she's got that cuteness, that awkward cuteness. Yeah, well, they Christian. were, I think it's because she was younger, and so her cheeks were a lot more chubby up here versus whatever, and I don't know. And her voice is weird. Yeah, yeah, probably. She, she does that. She barely yeah. has a line, really. She's just kind of like, "Oh, hi." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She's the voice on Bob's Burger. Yes. She's yes. the daughter, and she was. She was awesome in Flight at Concourse as yes. the, the one obsessed she was fan. So good. That's why I was like, I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. But she's. I but I get it because she's not a typical beauty. Let's right. say, and she has right. a ton of money, and yet they're all like, "Eh." How do you and do that then, casting call? Unattractive. Exactly. Right. right? <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. And then Kristen's like, "That's me." Because <laughs> I was thinking, like she wasn't yeah. that unpretty. But you have dress. to do you have to do that casting call. Yes. Non-attractive mm-hmm. female, white, something. But, it's like, right. yeah. but and then your agent calls you. Hey, you got it. You got the ugly part. You got the ugly girl part. It's hard. Right. There was that one show when somebody's like, "Oh my god!" I said, "TV ugly, not ugly." <laughs> Think that she was ugly in the heiress? No, no, no. I mean, like they just, just made her down look because she looked fine totally at the end. Yeah, we're not porcelain. No, and, and Olivia, I, I will, she's still alive. She's yeah, she's she a, is. She's hundred and two. Yep. Oh my god, hanging out. Yeah, she's she's like the only person left from Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. It's still around. Wow. Yeah, and she well, in the, the very she had a very with her other famous sister Joan Fontaine, mm-hmm. very public. She always denied that there was ever a rivalry or a feud going on with her sister, but it's kind of like an open secret among people that she her sister did not get along because Olivia was regarded as the beautiful one <laughs> and the favorite in the family. So this wow. is kind of another That's twist. Crazy, 
right? Yeah. yeah. Extra special twist. So she just basically channeled her sister yeah. <laughs> in, in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Joe sister yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then Gone with the Wind, she marries Ashley. Ashley yeah. And Scarlett's very jealous mm-hmm. of her with her eyebrow. Although I will say the reason they made her ugly is because, I'm sorry, those hairstyles back then were not flattering. That's fine. Right. But also, you know, she had darker hair. She wasn't blonde and she wasn't bubbly. It's so about the, being blonde. They make it? her ugly by making her, you know, just plain devoid of makeup, even though her face is like solely flawless. And I'm sure it was Max Factor, whatever, <laughs> at that point in time. But they just, you know. You wore a wig, right? Yeah, they just dowdied her up. And then also, like, her personality made her just like, right. ugh. And you just felt for her. Well, and what's interesting, because at the end, you see how she's kind of like, I'm good. She kind of just decides to choose her choice of being, this is how it's going to mm-hmm. be. Yep. And yet her aunt, how hopeful she mm-hmm. was. She's like, no, 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 but he did love you. But he did. Like, you yeah. didn't learn shit, did you? <laughs> no. She's still hopeful. She hopes she never loses that romance. And everything is happy with her dead husband that she's still mourning 25 years later. Now she's wearing gray instead of black. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Technically, she's in love with Morris. Oh, I was... When she kept inviting him over, I was like, yeah. I totally thought that was going to be a twist, was that he was going to do... What kind of 1949 why not movie do you think is going to Why not happen? take advantage of her? Right. He yes, did. I- no, in the way of like, Mary, did she not have any money? You don't. She can't marry. She's a widow. What? You're not allowed to... She's a widow. She's in mourning for God knows how long. Is that how that worked back then? Yes. I'm going to go with her. <laughs> I didn't know that if you... I totally thought you could get remarried. I mean, I'm sure as a man, you're allowed to get married as many times as you want back then. Let's talk about the fact that um, Catherine in this movie did have some moments of feminism. And I thought you might have caught a little bit of that during the movie where she did a lot of things that were outside of the box mm-hmm. of what the norm was at the time. Which ones in specific were you thinking of? Because yeah. in my head, I, I mean, I think this is my take on it. Me watching being like, yeah, damn straight, do whatever. Right, but, but telling like, her dad that she got engaged ahead of time. Right, that was... Yeah, Dude's okay, supposed to do that. Saying. Right, all the things that a man is supposed to do. Um, when she got the fish from the fishmonger, Oh, yeah. He was supposed to bring the fish in, and she's not supposed to bring it in. Those sorts of things like that. So there is some... She's just like, look, I'm bringing a fish in. What difference does it make? What the hell happens? Um, The fact that, like, the servants, especially at the end, where she thought that they were flattering her just so that it could go out early. They're like, no, I legit mean it. And she's like, no, it's fine. You don't have to. I put on the dress that works. It's (laughs) hot. So I'm going to wear this big-ass dress that's still hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's yeah. like it's chiffon. lighter hot so <laughs> so there were just some parts of it of her and and that her, nowadays you won't notice you wouldn't notice but they're her remaining big gigantic yeah the remaining Even unmarried still. was yeah mm-hmm. that's why it reminded me of jane austen mm-hmm. the fact that she was like i'm just gonna keep staying single and but the difference being that jane had well. a right to live whereas I mean, her. This woman's she heart just was hard to pounds life. life. Yes. And did you? You didn't miss the cute bulldog that gets walked at the square. I saw it. <laughs> I saw it, and I thought it bulldogs is a, don't look like that now. No, and bulldog, <laughs> bulldogs refuse exercise. You could just tell that, and it's funny to watch the movie. Just like it's I don't. Big ass dog too. So weren't cute. those like considered like the? Rich. Yes, that's why women. they were in the square. 
Yeah, because you didn't have to do very much for them. They didn't require a lot of activity, so you can put them in. Yeah, you can put them into a house, and they just kind of just lay there and just like Churchill. (laughs) 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 Wow. So, what did you think of the film? Having aesthetically, it's really weird because it's a lot of deep spaces shot. Right, you have activities going on in the foreground and the background, and you hardly really see that until a little bit later, maybe some other movies. A lot of ceiling. So that's very, like, very, mm-hmm. not a lot of open ceiling. You can tell when films are shot in studios, there's no ceiling. You can tell this is obviously on-set locations, right. which is really weird. Um, very intimate. So a lot of shoulders up shots. So more like a play, would you think? Yeah, yeah. And it provides a little more, this is a little claustrophobic, isn't it? When you yeah. watch it, it's a little more like we're really, really intimate of a movie. Because even though we're in the park, you don't get a lot of the scenes of wide. You get a little more still mm-hmm. cut off. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more compact of a scene, especially for that movie. Do you think that they do that on purpose, though, to try yes. to get that same feeling that she has? This is, her environment is controlling her. It's right. Yeah. yeah. And you get that, and you see Casablanca, the whole cafe, how it's, everybody's pretty much sitting right next to each other. Um, also with the heiress, this is one of, the, one of the last movies that really, before method acting, really took them out. So this is a lot of classical. This is kind of the tail end of filmmaking of classical acting, classical theater, and then emergence of Ali Kazan with Mon Brando mm-hmm. coming in a couple of years later, started method acting. This is kind of like the last tail end of just classical filmmaking, hmm. you know, other than itself. So it's almost like a changing guard. She did win an Oscar for her performance as a dowdy that savant. Just, <laughs> yeah, this that movie. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it was really well acted, I thought. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, yeah, her really. her whole belief of everything. It felt so bad for her. I know, it felt bad. The best parts were like when any when he tried to get closer. And oh, she I know. Move away like, and every just time super weird about it. Maybe <laughs> just felt for her because I was like, I totally understand you. Well, and I think that that's why I enjoyed the ending so much too, mm. because at that point he believed he still had mm-hmm. her, and the but fact that he kept trying to lean in for those kisses. The fact right. that he didn't like, even catch the signals, like yep, it, nope. they were clearly obvious, but he's so wrapped up in his own mm-hmm. shit and in his own beliefs <laughs> that, yep. like, I'm gonna bag this chick and I'm gonna live my grandest life now that her daddy's dead. Yeah, there's certain points in this where characters don't grasp reality. You're talking about his not grasping reality, her finally realizing reality Mm -hmm. that this is the way it is, and her aunt not Mm -hmm. really accepting reality. So there's a little more sense of... She's watching the whole thing happen and seeing that she's like, "Uh uh-huh, trying to dodge his kisses. she's like, oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) Marriage, go, leave, be happy. (laughs) So there's a lot of deep metaphors of accepting realities. Absolutely. And creating your own reality. Mm -hmm. Being wealthy, you can actually create your own reality, and so we can... And somebody can take it away from you. And it's won, it won four Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an Academy Award winner for Edith Head for her costuming. First one, I believe. Her first one. Okay. So if you ever really want to know, like an old movie, and you say costume, it's usually going to be her. her. Yes, sure. If you really want to know what she looked like before you Google, uh, they made her it's in the, the Incredibles. The Incredibles with the, the weird who designed all their, co- their oh yeah that's yeah, what yeah. E- yeah that's what yeah. that's what Edith that's had what looked, she like. looked like. Oh, I didn't realize. That. I knew that she was based off of someone. I didn't realize oh, they were all. Yeah. No, and Edith. I am thirty-two. I'm sorry. I'm not no. caught up on all your. <laughs> but if there's a good chance if it's an old movie <laughs> and it says costuming, it's, it's usually her, by yeah. her. She is okay. a prolific costume so, designer, which is really I think really her film. 
that she got to shine in was the yep. um, Alfred Hitchcock movie To Catch a Thief, mm, which lovely. I know her costuming really outdoes the whole even sure. the story. Yes. Even the- <laughs> what I wish is yeah. that they would make this movie in Technicolor because I want to see that cherry red dress. I know. Like, as I soon as they started talking, I know, and it's a little hesitant because usually in black and white films you do not talk about color. Exactly. And they they, they broke did. They it. Mentioned they, it. You don't. Yeah. You mentioned it's you know. red. Because I did that in my book. I, cause I, it's one of those, like, almost breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. But if you have a black and white, you're not supposed to talk about color. Oh. And I played with that with my book called The Greenway, even though the whole book's called It's Black and White. Because in the, when you talk about color, you're like, well, what the hell? Right, 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 right. There was a crime movie. I can't remember. I think it was... Uh, Sterling Hating was in it, but in the beginning, it's like the suspect's fleeing. He's wearing a gray flannel shirt. It's like, okay. <laughs> yep, it's gray. <laughs> Everything's gray. It's that guy. But for them, they're seeing yeah. color. I guess that's the only time where you can use the excuse, "I don't see color." Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. like, well, they played it in the movie Pleasantville. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Where you're going yeah. into Leave It to Beaver world, right? And everything's vanilla, and then they're like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Shirt is really pronounced. It's really saturated on film. Right. So usually if you want to wear a black shirt, you would wear something that's brown. Mm. So oh. something or blue shirt. If it's not, if it's completely white, it's annoying. If you wear a white shirt and a black, t- it's like, wow. Because, you know, if you watch Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca, that pops because he's wearing a white tuxedo. And it's like, that's out there. So if you really want to soften the tone, you have to know your blues and your browns. Interesting. So the TV show uh, George Reeves, where he did Superman, mm-hmm. it wasn't blue and red. red. It was brown, and I think it was like off, like maybe like a dark blue, and that made it look on black and white. Sure. Red and blue. So interesting. So you have to pay, really concentrate on color, especially because cameras pick it up. Yeah. So that's why Edith was so good at her job. Then. Absolutely, but she made that dress red. Allegedly, what if it really wasn't red? That's one of the because I'm, gonna, cause um, I'm watching um, the movie and I was um, like, I I, I, I sat there confident. I was like, I doubt that it's actually red. <laughs> I don't think so. It'd be interesting. I mean, if it, it would have been funny. He's like, No, my stupid child, this dress <laughs> is green. <laughs> what are you talking my about? You don't child. even understand colors, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did like her at the end when she was taking it back. When she was just like, mm, really? Like, you have, you feel this, like, his all regrets. And she's like, I'm not going to ta- take your regrets. I'm going to put them over here. I'm going to burn them. I'm going to piss she on sure the did. ashes. How can you Die be alone. so cruel? Like, the oh, fact- <laughs> shut up, aunt. Get out of here. Well, and the fact that, like, she comes out and she's like, your dad's in his last moment. That's it. She's like, <laughs> she's like awesome. cool. <laughs> Let me know when it's done. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn! She was like, too late, Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> so go back to your first question. Could you, and I'm thinking about it now, could you actually think you want to live in a black and white world? Could you do it? I don't think I could do a Pleasantville experience. No, because I would come out too dark. But <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> No, I wouldn't want to. I mean, right. sure. If I'm in a black and white world, everything is color, but, you know, not everybody else can, who's looking at through that black and white lens can see all of that stuff. So 
It might be weird because again, she'd have to lie and say she's wearing a red dress and she's wearing like a green dress or a black dress or a purple dress. It was a wonderful premise for that TV, sh- uh, not the, t- the latest movie. Yesterday, we can talk about that a little bit, but it's a nice premise sure. and it actually fits very well because you, you're somebody who's a mu- musician mm-hmm. and he discovers that nobody's heard of. His, Are you kidding me? Right, right. And like he starts playing years. the songs and now he's a big hit. Well, then you have this dilemma: Well, I can make a bunch of money, exactly. <laughs> but it's not yeah, really mine. <laughs> They're really a Beatles. <laughs> really Beatles, but no, uh, nobody's going to find out. Mm-hmm. Right. If it, no matter right. how many times you tell them. Right. They didn't yeah. exist, so. And there's a cute little scene where he's like, What's, what was the other big hit? Eleanor Rigby. So he's trying to remember the words for Eleanor. Sitting in a shirt. No, that wasn't that. What was it? <laughs> <So. laughs> wasn't there a part where Ed Sheeran mm. was trying to change yes. Hey Jude or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really think it should be Hey Dude. Hey Dude. Which reminds <laughs> That reminds me of when yeah. Peggy got married. Um, Peggy Sue got married because when she tries to hand him the Beatles lyrics to be yeah. like, this will make you popular and famous. And it's supposed to be, she loves you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I was thinking of changing the lyric to she loves you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not the point. <laughs> My best Beatle thing is when they came here and they had, you know, they disinterrogated them with questions and everything. And somebody asked him, did you bring Ringo's? That was when the Pete Best left and they had to get another drummer and they brought Ringo. It's like, why did you get Ringo? Was he one of the best drummers qualified? And I think it was John that said, he's not even the best drummer in the band. <laughs> he wasn't even fully said. They got That's rid of your love. I, I know this. No, it was more to do with the fact that uh, they didn't think Pete Best fit with them. They didn't look uniform mm-hmm. enough. So they got rid of him and got Ringo. And so they always considered him the fifth Beatle. Aww. They were like, no, but really, though, you are much better at drums. <laughs> but you were like the, the, the movie yesterday. It's directed by I Danny should, Boyle. So I it's a little more... It's love, it's, actually, I know. It's not an action movie. There's some personal components to it. You said it's love, actually? Love, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, she hates Love Actually. Age well, that movie, Love Actually. That's what I said, but don't. We, we've had this discussion yeah. many times. You should have had Nick in your corner. Should have. <laughs> should have, could have, would have. But I, I just White mean corner. more of like, I'm someone who I don't typically like covers of Beatles music. I'm not 100% always into, like, I hated uh, Across the Universe. Like, I just hated it. I thought it was one of the worst films ever. They were like, this is brand new ways to look at the music. And I was like, no, it's not. You're doing exactly what the you're music You're just doing said. video. Like, you're doing a montage of video. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, music videos. Yeah. And it's just people redoing yeah. the music. Like, it's whatever. Um, but this, so, I think. But this is different. Right. And I, it's, when you talk about something like a premise that somebody doesn't, you wonder if this is original film. Right. You wonder if this is a copyright or we're watching a music video. What is this? Mm. And then, and, and I can see the watch. There's a lot of original, true concepts to this, and it's a good theme. Would you, if nobody knew about something, would you do it yourself? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you guys? It's hard to think about if nobody ever really knew that. I mean. Are you kidding me? Nobody knows about Star Wars. Oh man. Like, would you? <laughs> Yeah. But then you never know. Is it going to also be the same hit as that it was when they knew, you know, when it was the actual inventor, creator of whatever that material was? Right. right. So you kind of have to also think, well, like, because what would change without would Star pe- Wars? Would people be like, yeah. this is stupid? Well, because, I mean, yeah. Star Wars. Who cares about a hero's journey? But yeah. also, like, Star Wars created what we are at right now in film. So if you tried to do that now. It's like, what did we see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what would what? be different? Right. You know? Because, I mean, that, that's the thing about yesterday is the Beatles didn't exist. It, it, I assume it changed a lot of the music 
Or did it not Oh, change? yeah. Yeah, because if they didn't exist and bring about what they did... Oh, then yeah. it would just be regular black music instead yeah. of people instead stealing, of stealing it. it. Oh, Much like cool. Elvis. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone else how Elvis stole a bunch of black people music, and he was like, no, that didn't. I was like, oh, yeah. no, but it Boy. did. And that moves. was something that was in the film that I was listening to. That I was uh, one of the, so- the 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 main themes of the music when he was singing on the piano. Uh-huh. And it oh, reminded the sad me French song. <laughs> yes. But it reminded me, I didn't realize a lot of that reminds me of that song of um Can't Help But Falling, Falling in, in Love, love with, with You. you. Right. Was that from that? I mean, do you steal no. it? Isn't the question? I don't know. No. I mean Aaron Copeland is a really prolific composer and composed all the music for this movie mm-hmm. i think it was probably some whack-ass french song back in the day but that's what i'm wondering is if that song was also stolen that uh Maybe can't the, help but falling in love with you the medley yeah sure. if they grabbed that i was like of course they did but that was interesting i thought as well because clearly back then that song didn't exist correct and so listening to it but also yeah 1949 that song didn't exist right that's what i'm saying though yep. so as someone who's now listening and that's mm-hmm. the first thought i yeah. had right and then he like says what the, the lyrics are in French. I was like, oh, that's not the song. No, it's a terrible <laughs> that's a, song. I thought he was trying to be more like, I can't help but fall in love with but you. But you're going to die of a broken heart. <laughs> hey. Love me now? Give me your money. <laughs> well, any last things or thoughts? Like you're the one who like knows so much more about film than anything. It's a good I start, if, especially if you love films, to watch it. As they shot it, as how would you shoot something of this like nature? And it's talking about a compressed environment sure. of showing her, and no matter how intimate it can be, she's actually going to be lonely. Mm. And you can, and I think that's the whole metaphor to explain that you could be wealthy, but you, what do you, so what do you really have? Exactly. I mean, you could be wealthy and everything like that. Well, and she yeah. mentions that too. She's like, you know, you could have at least let him try to love me, as opposed to try to take it away from me fully, like. You know, give me the opportunity to give us a chance to even at least try. Even if he wanted me for my money, at least I would have had attention and affection that I didn't have with you as her father. Mm. So she might have been better off. Probably or not. he would have spent or all the money. he just would have had, you know, philandered and catted around and wasted her money. Because who's to say that's the part, the, the part that I think that would have been told a little bit differently now is that, and probably mainly because of how the internet and everything works if they tried to make a modern version of it. Because mm. it would be so much easier to tell what he was doing during that off time. So what movies do you think currently have taken either bits of this or the full theme and storyline of the heiress? Because if you're going to break this down, this would be like awkward chick. Well, kind of like can't hardly wait. Right, that's Not what I was... can't hardly wait. What's, she's, she's all that. She's all that. Yeah. Because that's what I was thinking too. I was like, technically this is like if you take away the money aspect, sure. sort of, like, it's the the awkward chick who can't seem to make connections, relationships, mm-hmm. but is pretty smart, yeah. talented where she's talented, and then a guy decepts her for whatever reason to get something out of the ordeal and is being untrue. The only difference being, that's why I said I think it would be different, is because at the, this end, he didn't change. Nothing changed. Mm-hmm. He was still just trying to get money, whereas yeah. can't hardly wait, and, or not can't, well, here she's we go again. Uh, she's all that. He's like, in the middle of it, he, he fell, in, fell love. in love with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then happy ending. So yeah, there's, very, there's always been some changes to this story, but it's pretty much useful. I think it's even a little bit like Teaming of the Shrew. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the out-of-control daughter, and we got a... <laughs> a little bit different. A little bit different. But there's always a premise of... 
emergence of different cultures coming mm-hmm. together um an awkwardness you know and if what is you know what can be beautiful what can be people you know awkward can be you know, right yeah, right. yeah. Because so. it wasn't like she was unhappy at the end when she had her niece and nephew. Yeah, she, and no, she was I like, think it'd be, oh, yeah, let's do all this. And it but was when we he did came have back. a moment where yes. when she was going through that area where that was when they had their emotional, we're going to set up our elopement. She took a moment and had a pause and she was just like, you know, probably wistfully thinking about that moment in yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, ah, got to keep pressing, got to move forward to the next thing. Right, because it's not like she gets a sense of defeated, but she's not deprimed. It doesn't devastate her completely. Right. So it doesn't completely damage her, but she understands she did. She gets a sense of defeated. Right. It's yeah. just kind of like normal when it, when it happens to any of us, right? So you think about things that have happened, but then you, after a while, it gets a little bit easier as time goes on. And it probably had been about five years or whatever since he... Yeah. Five years since he had deserted her, and so she's just kind of like, "Oh yes, I remember that day." And then she was like, "I gotta pick up these toys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she was surprised, especially at the end. And I, I would like to talk about it a little bit, just because I'd like to hear like what you guys thought was going through her mind, especially at the end. And oh, like when, when she had the lamp walking, and she was listening and then left? When she was walking up. Yeah. So once she realized that he was coming back and she kind of had all, you know, you get all those like weird butterfly-y sorts of feelings yep. about things like, oh, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Mm. Like the first time white one messaged me on Facebook, I was like, can you see me? What am I doing? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. And... um you move past then you're like oh forget it and then you keep going but hearing his voice for the first time letting him in letting him go through the whole motions and then basically saying you know what you're gonna knock on this door bitch and i'm not gonna let you in so deuces (laughs) and then you know for me she has that one moment where she has a choice where she Mm -hmm. can say yeah yes or no like i can unbolt this door right now and right. I can go through that door and have a different life, or I can go up these stairs and go to bed and, and eat breakfast the next done. day yeah. and be happy. So, yeah. and just in thinking about it in terms of when she walked up the stairs the first time, very sad, very forlorn and sullen after he deserted her, to see her go up with a smile on her face. Yep. Like she won. And she finally got a victory. I think it's reality that this is, mm-hmm. I finally figured out that I'm, I can do this. I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really work in real relationships, right? You know, right. Some breakups are kind of yucky. They don't You're get right. that ending where you There's like, no like we're that. done and you <laughs> smile and you go to, yeah. yeah. It, and I think everybody's had that one relationship was off and on. We've broken up. We get back together. Mm-hmm. We've broken up again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a little bit played in this movie where, okay, we've... We had something, but then you realize, no, we didn't. It was just my point of view. I kind of looked at it also, too, when she smiled and she was going up. Part of me, I was, I was like, yeah, revenge is nice, ain't it, bitch? That's what like, I thought. I was like, this is the first revenge story. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely, because, like, he's out there, and it was interesting because then it stopped showing her, and you could see the light fading and his desperation of pounding. And like, I was literally like, sweat. It swapped. Yeah. On his neck. Yes. Right? Well, that's like, the. That's a, the the entire movie it was played differently, right? Where he was in complete control and he was all and he is completely in control and he mm-hmm. is in complete mm-hmm. in, of conducting the whole thing. Sure. And it's played opposite where he's desperate for her to do it and she's ignoring him and that's where she's finally has this I I'm I'm in charge now. Well and it's interesting too because it really 
validated her saying of like he just wants more because she did give him the the cufflinks right yeah she was and they were rubies yeah like very expensive and And she's like let me give this to you and that could have been he could have just left and she would have been like and that's that but instead he He came came back back. for more Mm -hmm. and so that i think she's like just want to keep you know and in her mind i think at that point that's where it kind of changed a little more of her just being like I'm going to give this to you and get my closure. And I think that would have been enough. And the fact that he came back and then she's like, I will play it that way. I do appreciate (laughs) the fact that like the embroidery was kind of a signifier of who she used to be. Yep. And so when she finished that last one and said, I'm never doing another one again. Z is it was done. like, and oh, we finished its alphabet, bitch. And again, <laughs> it's time for you to be gone. I'm yeah. going to put this up and look at it from time to time and be like, wow, yeah, I remember that day. I would have like, sent that yeah. to him. I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> and then she became a vagilante. Then she be- would be so awesome if she became a vagilante. It would be amazing. I like that way. I like saying it that way better than, yeah. Vagilante. Yeah, I like it that way, yeah. (laughs) I do. And then she had teeth in her vagina and every man who came across. That'd be so cool if she was the the first first one. That was a good good horror movie. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Well, any last thoughts, last words? Definitely also, if you don't have anything about the film, definitely talk more about yourself and promote... Well, okay. Uh, just a reminder: um, we're my uh, podcast, St. Paul Filmcast, is on all everything that you can find podcasts on. So Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and all that stuff. Spotify. Um, I also have my own comic book out. Yes. Um, it's if you don't see me in person, if you're interested, you can find it on indieplanet.com. Indieplanet.com. Um, simply just go in there, browse, and type in the Green Way. You can find the book. It's also available for hard copy and digital. Wow! And you're so, almost done now, right? Um, yes. First book is available. Second book should come back. Uh, should come. Um, the publication should be by the August, so mid August, and then the third one should be by fall. So the entire story should be all available right around fall, just in time for football season. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to do during halftime? I was going to say, did you pay for the big like commercial? Read the Greenway Park. Right. Green. We have a big blimp ad. <laughs> and we're flying it to all indoor stadiums. And then you're going to have a commercial that has nothing to do with your comic. And at the very end, the last five seconds would be like, Greenway. <laughs> Well, also, well, we gotta do our wee podcast like this because we didn't do it. That's earlier, true. We didn't so do it like that. So, hop over to him. Yeah, that. What nice. is this? You don't have to get up. So, so I we are very terrible at this, and so it's, it's always fun to try to figure it out. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is good. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, okay. we stand. Yeah, totally. See, we got we have the we memo. Do. We kind of. Oh, I don't have the memo, so it'll just be this. Oh wait, right. Hopefully this works. That's how we do it. Awkwardly, yes. <laughs> As we're all kind of, eh, but I don't see yeah. it. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. There it is. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. We were on your show in March. Yes. If you want to go back and listen, you guys were a guest and we talked about the two out of three liked it. Captain uh, <laughs> <Daffy> Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think that's better than what a lot of other critics thought about it. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was wonderful. Thank you again. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, hopefully nice. this is yeah. the last time. We'll yeah, no. <laughs> we'll make we'll do the Valley Girl one because I think that'd be awesome. Valley Girl. Ah. Right.
<laughs> Shout out for Halloween for doing the Nicholas. The Wraith. Yeah. to do the Wraith. <gasps> Halloween. You've, have you seen it? No. You haven't seen it? I have. I yeah, have you've seen it? No. Oh. I love The Wraith. It's such yeah. a good movie. So I was thinking it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can find us also, Battle of Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Battle of Podcast, Battle of Pod for Twitter. You can email us at Battle of Podcast at gmail.com. Don't even waste your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody better emails us. <laughs> it's fine, though. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Too late, Mariah. <laughs>